Chapter Twenty Three of Miss D. Dunmore Bryant by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Three. Who knows? I may as well finish them up, she had said cheerfully, and be done with it. Who knows what may happen, or how soon some of them may be needed? This she had said three days before but on the morning of which i write when that tear i told you of had rolled off her nose times looked dark it was raining outside perhaps that may have been one reason and dory the scapegrace had not brought home one cent the night before though he admitted that he had sold two newspapers but he had lent the money to another fellow who had bought two glasses of soda and two buns with it and treated Miss Perkins tried to be glad that the treat was soda water instead of anything more dangerous, and I am almost glad that she did not know how dangerous a drink, soda water even, can be made, because I really think she had trouble enough. Well, she sewed on her dolly's head, and looked soberly at it, and presently plashed a tear right into the middle of its unwinking eye, and wondered whether it was worth while to try to finish up these dolls who would ever buy them she was sure she didn't know and she actually forgot that there was one who did at precisely that moment of time miss webster in her room two hundred miles away having been waited upon by her nurse to writing pad and writing rest and stylographic pen was writing a letter which read like this my dear miss perkins i hope you have what i need or can get them ready in the course of the next few weeks i want about thirty dollies not fine ones just neat plain little creatures well made as i know all your work is there is to be a dolly's fair in this town in the course of the next two weeks and if i can get the dolls within a week i think i have a plan by which they can all be dressed in time for the fair I enclose my check for $35, for which please send me, if you possibly can, 30 of the best-looking misses. They need not all be worth a dollar apiece. Indeed, I do not care if some are very small and cheap, but some of them will probably be worth much more than that. At least I want only 30, and I am willing to pay that price for them. The extra $5 will cover the packing and expressage, I think please let me know by return mail whether you can accommodate me i hope you are having a pleasant spring and that dory has not forgotten that he is going to try to grow up a man what do you think miss perkins will say when she receives that letter will she remember those tears do you suppose that she shed while it was being written and the gloomy almost despairing thoughts she had so fast miss perkins you will have no time to waste in tears miss webster is already sealing and addressing her letter the postman's whistle is sounding on the street below he will hurry it into his mailbag the clerk at the post office will presently push it with all speed into the right bag and the train will rattle it over the rails miles and miles and other clerks will glance at it and push it on and a postman will presently ring at your own door, and you will be sure that he can have nothing for you, as there is nobody to write to you now, and you will be sure, while you are breaking the seal, that there is some mistake. But there is no mistake. 
the loving father who lets not a sparrow fall to the ground without his care and who numbers the very hairs of your head has planned it all brush away the tears smile and trust and so fast miss perkins for the dollies are needed by this time you feel sure that benjamin bryant must have reached home if you could have heard his sister line ask questions in an eager effort to get him to describe the scenes through which he had just passed you would have been sure of it did mrs dunmore sit down to the table with you just you three how queer ben how did she look i mean how was she dressed how do i know she had on some clothes of course and a little three-cornered patch on top of her head i thought she would have looked better without that i felt afraid it would slip off all the time it looked loose and flapped a little in the wind a three-cornered patch i suppose it was one of those lovely lace breakfast caps what color was her dress ben blue i guess or i don't know a kind of gray a greenish gray with blue ribbons to tie it up with they fluttered around in the way she didn't look as nice as mother does of course not you silly boy nobody ever looks as nice as mothers do but i don't believe her dress was greenish with blue ribbons that would be in horrid taste it was some of those colors said ben confidently then mother do you know barnum's circus was coming next week the handbills are all over town great big pictures of all sorts of terrible-looking animals i should like to see the animals oh never mind the old circus tell us all about the breakfast we have never been to a style breakfast you know this from line of course why i have told you we had things to eat and we ate them beefsteak and things and they were good mother did you ever see anything like a boy for describing things if it had been daisy or me we should have had a whole bookful to tell and here is this provoking boy can only say he had things to eat well said ben laughing what would you have we had butter and muffins and coffee or they had and milk iced milk and sauce sauce for breakfast yes'm sauce for breakfast a large dish of it and it was good and mush of some kind they had the first thing with cream on it not milk but thick cream you could almost cut it it was so thick that was oatmeal said line with a superior air people eat oatmeal and cream first nowadays real stylish people do it would seem queer to me like having bread and milk for breakfast go on ben there's nothing to go on about i've told you everything now anyhow oh no you haven't how was the table arranged what kind of dishes and where were they put put repeated ben helplessly why on the table of course and they were dishes like anybody's only some of them were silver and others were blue and all colors oh dear me said line was there ever anybody like a boy whereupon both mrs bryant and daisy laughed you haven't studied the art of description have you ben his mother said pleasantly never mind caroline boys never do observe in those directions as carefully as girls 
or at least they rarely do did you have a comfortable time my son all things considered part of the time i did and part of the time i didn't i spilled my glass of milk an exclamation of dismay from line a look of sympathetic pity from daisy and the mother asked on the table how did that happen yes'm on the tablecloth and it was as heavy as as a comfortable i don't know how they contrived to have their tablecloths so heavy you couldn't feel the table under it any more than if it had been a cushion i don't know how it happened i am sure i was being just as careful as a fellow ever was and the first thing over it went what did you do asked line i should have wanted to sink right through the floor i know i should it wouldn't have done you any good if you had wanted to ben said coolly the floor is all hard wood without any holes in it and polished until it shines like glass and feels almost as slippery and they have great squares of carpet lying around on it so thick that you don't hear your own feet at all when you step on them but they don't sink in enough to put a fellow out of sight i didn't do anything only blush and stammer but it was all cleared up in about a minute the black man whisked out a cloth from somewhere and mopped it up and spread a great beautiful white sheet over the wet place and mrs dunmore acted as though she hadn't seen it at all she leaned over and handed me a rose and asked me if i knew what the name of that variety was it happened that i did too and could tell her all about it miss webster showed me some like them last week and judge dunmore said that reminds me of when i was a boy about your age and then he told the funniest story about an accident that happened to him it is too long to tell now i've got to go mr holden will be waiting for me that reminds me of the circus again mother if people had money to spare so that it would not be taking it from things that they needed could there be anything very dreadful in going to a circus just to see the animals what a boy said line he keeps flying off to a circus every few minutes when he has just been to breakfast with a judge mrs bryant smiled i think that will be a longer story than the one you had not time for she said suppose we leave it until evening especially added line since you are not the boy with money to spare and you are not likely to be there are such boys added ben gravely rufus wants to go dreadfully and i shouldn't be surprised if he should manage it somehow rufus i shouldn't think he could spare the money much better than we mrs kedwin told me yesterday that she did not know what they were going to do that she would close the season in debt in spite of all her efforts she says if miss webster did not pay as much again for her board as it was worth she should be just swamped in debt that is the very word she used if i were rufus i should be ashamed to talk about spending money at a circus when my mother was almost beside herself trying to pay her bills i'm ashamed of rufus almost every time i see him or hear anything from him i think he grows worse instead of better i'm afraid he does said ben looking grave and wondering what line would think if she knew he had tried to borrow money for the circus he has got intimate with a set of boys who make him worse than he would be 
he goes with that jonas smith a good deal and they read books together that are not what you and mother would think very good i guess rufus used to like mr holden don't you remember when he said he was a splendid man now he doesn't like to hear his name he is always saying that he meddles with other people's business the mention of that name again seemed to remind ben that he was in haste and he started up suddenly turning back as he reached the door to say with a flush on his face as though it was a bit of news of which he was half ashamed something else happened this morning that i didn't tell you about judge dunmore took me into his library and gave me letters to write business letters you know he had written on slips of paper about what he wanted said and i had to put them into shape i wrote four and he paid me twenty-five cents and i am to come every morning this week and perhaps longer why ben said his mother in a gratified voice and line set down the cup she was rinsing very suddenly and rushed over to him dish towel in hand to give him a hearty hug and kiss what a boy she exclaimed for the third time that morning tell all about carpets flowers circuses and i don't know what else and leave such a splendid piece of news to the last second ben it is the beginning of the fortune you are going to make out of that machine why didn't you tell before hadn't a chance said ben relishing his importance highly but trying to look dignified and manly you wanted to know all about dishes and clothes and things and didn't ask a word about the machine so i tried to please you besides it isn't much i suppose rufus says it isn't he says judge dunmore will be going away in a few weeks which is true enough and that then there will be no more work for the machine he says i ought to be paid more than twenty-five cents for writing four letters that it is ridiculous in judge dunmore to get his work done for next to nothing rufus is an ignorant boy whose opinions are not to be noticed said mrs bryant with more haste than she usually spoke if i thought that such talk as that had the least influence over you i should not want you to go with rufus kedwin my son ben laughed good-humouredly i'm not going to quarrel with my quarters mother because they are not half dollars if that is what you mean rufus always lost any chances there were for him by being disgusted because they were not bigger where is daisy gone over to miss webster's to plan about the fair her mind is so full of it that she cannot sleep nights i shall be almost glad when it is over she says mr holden has sent for a dolly who is to come by express and have the place of honor he hopes at the fair he must be an unusual minister to interest himself in a child's fair when she is almost a stranger to him and not of his congregation he is an unusual minister said ben and he is being kept waiting unusually long good-bye mother and he vanished half an hour afterwards he was writing names on envelopes with neatness and speed certain circulars which the minister desired to have go out in the next mail were being prepared so ben had agreed to come in the morning instead of the afternoon he worked on silently for some time steadily lowering the pile of envelopes 
until now only a half-dozen were left of those which must soon go, and the minister who had laid down his pen, which had been racing over the paper, ran his fingers through his hair in a way he had when he wanted to rest his brain, looked over at Ben and smiled. "'Well, sir,' he said cheerily, "'my morning's stint is accomplished. How is it with yours?' "'Almost done, sir. Could you be asked a question now?' half a dozen of them if you will what's the harm in circuses the minister looked neither shocked nor surprised only reflective after a moment's silence is there harm in them my boy ben looked up astonished why i thought so he said slowly at least i thought you thought so why should i why because you are a minister do all ministers think so i suppose so why do they that is what i am asking you ben said with a gleam of fun in his handsome eyes the minister answered the look with a genial laugh and you think i am begging the question he said i do not mean to i only wanted to get a glimpse of the reasoning processes through which you have been you seem to have come to conclusions in regard to a certain class of workers called ministers. Are they the only ones included in this position which you say they take? And mothers, said Ben slowly. Ah, mothers, they are of us, are they? A very respectable portion of the world, don't you think, whose opinions ought to carry weight? Yes, sir, and for that reason I'm trying to find out why they hold them what does your mother say she has never said much only she didn't take us when we were younger and she could and i know she wouldn't want us to go if we could she is going to talk it over to-night i think i'll wait until after to-night before i make a full answer the minister said smiling i am a believer in mothers in the meantime i will ask you two or three questions what effect should you suppose it would have on a boy of about your age to give up all regular work and regular study and go travelling about the country taking care of monkeys we will say or bears stopping at one place to-day at another to-morrow and so on having no home life or home associations spending his sundays in travel or in getting ready to exhibit his monkeys or bears i should think it would have a very bad effect indeed suppose added to the surroundings i have mentioned there should be men much older than he who had been demoralized by such living and had learned to swear and to drink and to gamble and spent much of their leisure in this manner suppose that the boy of about your age had chiefly to do with such men did not stay long enough in any one place to form other acquaintances or to be influenced by other lives than these suppose that the few women whom he knew were of the sort who tolerated at least perhaps enjoyed the society of men such as i have described and were more or less like them i should think it would be horrid sir then i will ask you only one question more what is the harm in circuses ben's cheeks glowed and he glanced up with a half laugh then after a moment of silence during which he addressed the last envelope in the pile he said 
but going to see the monkeys and the bears for one evening wouldn't hurt the boy who was travelling with them but he wouldn't travel with them if i and my brother and sister didn't pay him money for showing them other people will said ben in a low tone as though half ashamed of the words am i my brother's keeper said the minister ben sealed the last letter stamped it placed it in a neat package ready for the office then arose package in hand and a thoughtful look on his face thank you he said for what asked mr holden rising ben my dear fellow one question more i have said nothing about it for quite a while but it hasn't been because i am not deeply interested in the answer have you settled that other matter fully ben's eyes were fixed on the questioner's face and his smile was full and sweet yes sir he said promptly i have the minister held out his hand then my dear boy i may claim you as a young brother in jesus christ a soldier who has enlisted for life under my captain yes sir if i understand myself and i think i do i belong to him for life god bless you my dear young brother does mother know i haven't told her yet said ben his cheeks flushing but i mean to i have told nobody but little daisy End of chapter twenty three